On this episode of the Peter Panda Podcast, we're picking up where we left off with my big brother Adam on his quest to kill a Montana moose. Now, if you haven't listened to part one of this saga, let me just stop you right here and turn you back to our previous episode where Adam shares the start of his journey to the fall moose rut. This adventure has got it all. From heavy rain that's wetter than water, to chilling reminders of the local grizzly bears, to ultimately a charging bull moose cross-eyed with love. So listen up for the exciting conclusion to Brother Adam's Montana moose hunt. That's 270 ammo. Axe. We took Axe's boy deer hunting this yeah. morning. And we took out my old wooden 270. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That, what's cool about that gun is I've killed 90% of the big game I've ever killed with it. And that's the rifle dad bought me. Yep. A non-hunting father bought me when I moved to Montana when I was 18. So that's a special gun. Axe killed his first deer with it a couple years ago. And it was fun taking his kid out this morning and hunting with it. So anyways, these are 270 cartridges. It's cool because that's my first rifle was a 270, I'm sure, because your first rifle was a 270 and you felt it was capable to do a lot of the stuff you had done. And It's a great gun. Up until this summer when I built the 6.5 PRC, that's all I've ever killed anything with. I've got fancier guns now, and I may have said this before, but uh, if like all hell was breaking loose and the apocalypse was like falling upon us and they were like go grab one of your guns i'd probably grab the 270 <laughs> just like one like one one weapon that you feel most confident with in any situation like i can shoulder i can shoulder that 270 and knock down anything within 400 yards really comfortably it was also nice for me getting into hunting over the past decade to just like never deal with not being able to find ammo well yeah that's another thing with all of these uh like designer calibers they're coming up with now where do you find the ammo for this yeah. stuff i want to be able to walk into any bait and tackle shop and yeah. buy two boxes of ammo even that 6.5 prc i was just getting the hornady uh hunter ammo yeah and there was a point this summer where i was just kind of like doing laps between sportsmen's and murdochs and all that stuff trying to buy it when it came in and it's the name of the game eventually i got just a, like 10 boxes online and wrapped it up we need to start like a grub hub for <laughs> guns and ammo i'm tired because we all do it yeah like i'll go to one store and then 30 minutes later i've been to four right and i still don't have what i wanted um maybe if i was smart enough taking orders at, retail inventory on my phone or something before that's out of my pay grade and we just set up a reloading business here in the basement they got a they got a new like grub hub thing for booze have you seen that oh yeah drizzly and stuff Dr yeah yeah that's crazy to me <laughs> i don't know why is it i don't know it just seems crazy it seems inevitable yeah I could get pot delivered. I was gonna say I was like watching Half Baked back in the day, <laughs> and the guy should. Like, you want the you want the highs, you want the lows. <laughs> Anyways, back in your basement, brother Adam. It is now middle of October. Last time we powwowed down here was just a couple weeks ago, and we recorded what we dubbed part one of Brother Adam's Montana Moose Saga. And up to that point of that conversation, we discussed uh, a lot of your, your past hunts leading up to drawing this Montana Moose Tag, 2023 Montana Moose Permit, uh, and the scouting you had done, and some of the expectations, and some of the plans you had. Um, and you, you had not killed a moose at that point. But you were just about to jump off on a, a a big sabbatical of sorts. You you had allocated some time for you to go fill this moose tag, which was right after we recorded the first one. Yeah, and I guess for summary, I guess you know summary. If you don't know what we're talking about, back up. Go listen to the last episode of this here podcast. Yeah, I mean, I got I got good time in the unit this summer. Got to really soak it up. Got to mess around with 
uh, trail cams for the first time, got to meet landowners, get some unique access, carried around the rifle and the bow together for <laughs> And what did we learn that. there? It's a pain in the ass. Don't do it. And it's a it's a distraction and it's a if you're curious tough balance. Why you would do such a thing. Um, if you're lucky like Adam and you got a moose tag in your pocket, or even if you're just an average Joe and you got a black bear tag in yeah. your pocket, starting September fifteenth, you can you can throw on some orange and go rifle hunting for your black bear or your sheep goat moose if you're so lucky to have those permits but it also coincides with the more popularly done archery elk hunting so you do find people in situations where they're like well, i'm gonna carry my bow and my rifle and it's always a bad idea it, i've never seen it i've never seen somebody double tap and be like oh thank god i had both <laughs> i just I haven't seen it and i think you kind of you got focused, didn't you? You de- you decided no more bow. I'm just carrying my rifle. Well, that's around. what I ended up doing for the second portion because I was in, you know, this first in the first trip I made, the moose hunting would be slow. I'd go elk hunt. The elk hunting would be slow. I'd go moose hunt. The second I was moose hunt, hear bugle. It was just kind of this real in circles war in my head of what I should be doing, and it felt like you weren't doing either one. So, yeah. and I, yeah, pick I mean, a it, lane. Yeah, I mean, it's still hunting plenty and and hunting hard, but. Uh, just like the battle in your head and um i don't have as much experience bow hunting and i've just felt like you ever killed anything with your bow uh just grouse those that doesn't count <laughs> i guess that counts that's a true arch archery elk hunter it's trophy an expensive right there. chicken i think it's so funny <laughs> when people rip arrows at grouse oh yeah and 45 I didn't even have a, yard yeah, bird i didn't even have a judo tip i just was oh yeah flying yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Came brand some... new broadhead, <laughs> yeah. forty feet up in a tree. Came home with some some chicken nuggets and decided Most I was never going to do that Expensive chicken nugget you ever <laughs> yeah. ate? Uh, no, I've never killed anything with my bow. Had been close, feeling like I'm starting to get it figured out. But with it's the elk, been, uh, with it with yeah for elk. Yeah. yeah. Well, anything I guess is what we just <laughs> determined. But your closing the close encounters you're referring to is you've you've gotten close on elk on elk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so. Going into the second portion, we were talking about, I got kids, I got work, I've got this... Uh, we all got problems. Yeah. <laughs> uh, within my limitations of what I had kind of coordinated for coverage with the kids and everything, I had that first week, and then now the second week, it kind of ratcheted up the urgency a bit, and it was just like, let's let's leave the boat home, let's go moose hunt, let's go get this figured out. Yeah, and a little bit more of the recap, opening day of moose season... You saw a real nice bull, a bull that you quickly regretted not killing. Maybe, maybe that's miss. Maybe I'm miss saying that, but I don't know if it was regret, but definitely one where you you kind of like it's opening morning at seven fifteen, and like certainly that's not as good of a bull as I think it is. And so you kind of like review the, you know, he was at nine hundred yards or whatever. You kind of review in the footage afterwards, and you're like, oh yeah, that's upon further review. Definitely everything I would have wanted. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, but it's stuff like that that kind of keeps you, keeps you motivated. You know it's in there, so they're you know. That's like, like shit like that keeps you up at night. It, that the hindsight hunting is full of like painful hindsight. You know, the, with this situation though, knowing that I had been warned that the moose numbers were low, this was just going to be you know a challenge and kind of getting into them. It was it was uh, it definitely kept me up at night. But it was also just nice to know like it's in there. They're in there. I, I can go back and get into moose and, and nice moose. And so there was a bit of comfort in knowing, like, that's a good moose. Yeah. They're in here. So if we break your moose hunt up into part one and part two. Yep. Uh, going into part two, you know, we d- we had just recorded that podcast. You had allocated, what, five? you had five days to kind of go get after it? Kind of like five and five, yeah. Five and five. So you, you it was halftime yep. when we talked last. And you got a you got a week, and you had some. There was a bit of weather. Oh yeah, I want. I can't wait to hear about this part because you got worked over by some weather. Yeah, yeah. But but it's. I think it's important to call out this moose season does go through the end of rifle season, right? So to like Thanksgiving. Yeah. So I I would have had time, but I think it's. I, you know, based on my experience in Colorado, hunting moose in the rut 
was definitely where I felt like that's all my confidence was in being able to turn up moose. Once the rut shuts down, like, good luck. I'm like finding these gentle giants. Yes, like. very much so. If numbers are low and they're not playing the game, how am I going to find them? There's the idea of, you know, going and turning up some tracks in snow, which I, I, I think that would be a really cool way to get into moose. Cool way to kill a big bull elk late season, too. Yep, yep. Uh, but that was definitely, I did not, I did not want it to drag into that, and I was hopeful to be able to make it happen during the rut, knowing that that was kind of going to be my most fruitful opportunity. So, what was the date that you started out on uh, on the second second journey? It had been like early October. Yeah, so I went in for the first week, the week of the second. Wait, the first? No, no, no. So I went in for the my first time, the week of. Uh, October or sorry, September 18th, September 18th was your first yep. hunt took a week off. Yeah. 10 year anniversary with my wife. Yeah. Did a hot air balloon ride. Oh, that's cool. Yep. This seems so dangerous. <laughs> like of all the things that we do <laughs> somehow being suspended by a hot air balloon just seems wildly vulnerable to me. <laughs> it was a very uh, unique feeling and experience and you were saying that the pilot is it a pilot yeah <laughs> you're, you're a cap- yeah i think they got a, a commercial captain. pilot's license he went down and like drug you through the aspens and gave <laughs> you like a nat geo tour yeah i mean it, to be clear we did not drag on anything but we it, <laughs> uh we did go over some aspen groves pretty low it felt like you could reach down and touch them and we were seeing like deer in there and it's just you're I silent understand you how know? you steer it you don't golly no, you're taking the prevailing winds, and he was explaining like. And you have no idea where you're going to end. No, I mean he's got a sense of where the winds are going. Issues on this. <laughs> he seems to be pretty comfortable knowing that he's got a few. We're going to end spots. up in somebody's pivot. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean we would go up a little bit higher if we needed to get going in one direction. Like, oh, if we go up higher, the wind's blowing a little bit more to the west, and then down lower, the wind was going the opposite direction. So he was kind of able to do cool. it that. But there's l- zero lateral I'd control. Like to, I'd like to do that. Have you ever have you ever skydived? Skydived. Yeah. 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 I've never done that. When I went skydiving. I had the experience of just weight on my chest to the point where I had a hard time breathing. Mm. And so I don't think I was necessarily like freaked out and panicked, but I just had a real hard time like gulping air. It was air. like unenjoyable. And I was like, yeah, until we pulled the chute, it was just like, ah, trying to get some air in my lungs. <gasps> yeah, it was a very strange feeling. And it, <laughs> it might have been full-blown panic and you just don't know what the hell's happening. Yeah, but the panic <laughs> with the terminal velocity <laughs> yeah. uh, paired into an yeah. asthma attack. Yeah. I, so that's what you do with your time in between your moose hunts. You, you went hot air ballooning. I think I only brought that up so that I have this opportunity to say what Megan got for me for my 10-year anniversary. And I can't believe we haven't done this yet because we have finally arrived. Oh, I know what you're about to say it, and I'm I. To, to be clear, you and I haven't seen each other in no. the last podcast. And I'm actually excited about that because my uh, knowledge of your moose hunt is pretty limited. Yeah, I like we haven't, and I've I intentionally like didn't grill you with a bunch of questions because I was like, we're gonna get this recorded later. No, you got the but anyways, message. your anniversary gift. We got big buck hunter in my office now, boys. For real. Oh, yeah. Shouts out, Big Buck Hunter. We made it. Shouts out. Two guns. Oh, my God. Full arcade system in there. We need to wrap this conversation up because we need to go play this before (laughs) you have to leave at 3 p.m. Yeah, I hold all the records on Bighorn Sheep. Yeah, I bet you do. (laughs) (laughs) Megan's not very good, so (laughs) she's (laughs) just like the ping pong table all over again. Yeah, I get off a Zoom call and I'm spinning around and just... Oh, man. Pumping the shotgun. <laughs> I, I can't believe it. Uh, you know, when you got when you got the hot tub, I thought, you know, like this is this is big. You really <laughs> now you got the big buck hunter here. You really have you're doing yeah, great. We've arrived. <laughs> okay. So did you practice for your moose hunt on the new arcade game? No, but Megan was teasing me about like giving me some ideas of what the gift might be, what the surprise might be, and she kept alluding to the fact that like she hopes it arrives before i leave for the hunt and it's it's somehow related like, it's a spotting scope how <laughs> yeah, but, but she's i'm like does it go bang and she's like yeah I'm mm. like well i already got the rifle what's like so th- tannerite <laughs> none, none of the uh the answers could possibly line up to where i'm like 
Is it Big Buck Hunter? You didn't get there. <laughs> Hell no. Hell no. I, I got to a point I where I thought it was going to be like a a decked system for my truck bed or something because it made a noise. Maybe she didn't okay. say bang, but yeah, it made yeah, a noise yeah. and she, it was maybe relevant to the hunt. And I have something like it, oh, which was that I've got her. a gun. Yeah. So all the questions that she was answering, honestly, ended up being just throwing me Missed, all over the place. Yeah. I couldn't didn't even help. get close to nail, like coming into something. So. God, we should just talk more about Big Buck Hunter. Uh, That's the best. I mean, it's honestly cooler than most real-life hunts. If you don't play Big Buck Hunter, you should. Or turn off this podcast. Yeah, turn this podcast off. Go to your local bar and, and you know, have some dignity and self-respect and get your <laughs> on the leaderboard. <laughs> um, yeah, there was a time and a place where we would go around. We, we would say we're going on safari a group of friends of mine in college and we would bar hop in bozeman there's like nine different places that had big buck hunters and we got to the point that we knew which guns were oh yeah were crap yeah, yeah. at which locations and which records were like unbeatable <laughs> like, like yeah. we knew anyways awesome. uh I, I, I look forward to playing that with you here yeah well that's the only reason i, I brought up what i did in the week in between my hot hands. air balloons, <laughs> arcade games. Yeah. Somehow we need to get back to yeah real life moose hunting. So uh, the week of October 2nd, okay, I had really highlighted that as expecting that to be the peak moose rut. Was going to do a lot of calling. Was yeah. going to really be focused on that. Um, And the weather's been a little funky where, you know, I'd be looking and it was like, oh, rain overnight clearing up at 5 a.m maybe i'll be fine and then you know rain until noon and then stuff like that to where it was just like not really forecast was very unpredictable yeah like not great not horrible but yeah it's gonna be somewhere in between and we don't really know so i decided i was gonna use this first day i was gonna do a handful of days and then go to where i had some access where i'd seen this uh this o bull opening day bull and yeah. go after it. But, but first I wanted to go and turn up some other areas that I had gotten excited about on Onyx and through some of my e-scouting and things like that. Mm -hmm. One of them was kind of this high, uh, high drainage that had slow moving water meandering through it. And it just looked like the type of thing when you're going to plan for a hunt, you tend to find those areas and you're like, they're there. That's where they live. Yeah. That, like all, all that checks all the boxes. Yeah. Right. So I was going to be off trail for, you know, I'm, I'm doing my best to do a line on on X. It's one mile on a trail and then three miles off trail. It, yeah, I didn't see a trail in there. Is there a trail in there? There's a, a trail up the gut. No, then you go off the trail and you're heading up a totally different. Yeah. Drainage. In the drainage that yeah. you went no, and no, explored. No, no. <laughs> I didn't, I'd think that was a trailless spot. Uh, so it turns out it's, it's raining. And I'm, I'm like, I'm going to go in there and spend the night. I'm going to call over this. This, it just looks so awesome. It looks like, you know, paint a moose in a picture type yeah. thing. And um, I crossed back and forth over a creek 10 times. Couldn't find a game trail. Got <laughs> steep. Found myself at times, like, climbing up some rocks that kind of cliffed me out. That a, little, a little defeating just worked my butt off it was like six miles you know i had my tracker on it's like six miles to get up there and i spent all morning getting and you're up there. soaking wet never saw a single moose sign not a track not the no whole scat, the no. whole way up no scat and i the whole time i'm thinking i'm gonna all, bump into the pocket yeah all that matters is that i get into some sign up, up there. there they don't even have to be here along the way but everything was soaking wet i was soaked through it was chilly the sun wasn't coming out and I get up there and it's just like, I have no reason for confidence to keep me here overnight. Uh, yeah, it was a ghost town. It was a ghost town. Man, that's weird. You know what I bet was there? A grizzly bear. I saw a grizzly print. You did? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> saw a grizzly print. I saw some elk poop. And then um, I had some mule deer looking over me while I was sitting up there and eating lunch. And I, I mean, I took my boots off and my socks off and my jacket off and my gaiters off. I just tried to dry out. Yeah. Um, but by, you know, 1 PM, I was back coming out to the truck tail between your legs after doing a dozen miles. You were like this, that 
that was uh that was an exper- a failed experiment yeah a lot faster on the way down you know because i was like some lessons learned some game trails that i, I oh, found yeah. along the way oh yeah um but it was just like and, and you also i mean it's a moose right so it's like even if i call some people I'm going to have to get out of here to even help him get back in here. Right. This is not the place you want to kill a moose. Which is not – I've never been a real big fan of that uh, logic. And I think it is. that is It is logical to think that way. But I think in a lot of situations – and I'm not saying you did this, but people use that as a crutch or an excuse – to be like, well, I'm not going to go hunting back there because how the heck would I get one out? There's absolutely no reason that you I wouldn't have been able have, to shuttle it out. I refuse no. to think like that. No, it wasn't like that. I think more in terms of uh, will my friends ever talk to me again after mm. I <laughs> put them through this? Yeah. Uh, no, but you just, don't need a lot of friends. <laughs> no, I just got a few good you just ones. Just need a couple good ones. <laughs> um, so, I mean, like an interesting day, a cool day, explored new country went somewhere that it feels like not many people have gone to type feeling uh but just like soaking wet coming out uh i'm coming out and uh there's a few people on the the trail by the truck that are starting to hike in now that the rain has stopped and everything (laughs) and i'm you know 50 feet from the trailhead and an older couple visiting from vermont is you know they're like oh did you see any you know, they're just like listing animals that they would like to see. You I'm see like, any, uh, no. any wild cats? No. I'm like, have you seen any moose? He's like, oh, yeah. Get There's out. one down in the parking lot. What? Like, after the whole me? After the whole death slotch, this old man tells you there's a moose at your truck. Yeah, so you're like, okay. That was that was a lot of work. That's, <laughs> <laughs> Did you see it? No. He was like, he had never really seen a moose before, and he said it wasn't very big. There you go. But it it was a bull, and I was like, I don't even need to look I've, for this I've thing. I've heard enough. I'm going to go and dry off. So I spent some time drying out in the truck. Yeah. what I'm excited to hear the next part of your dry out story because I think it's hilarious. And I just, uh, what I pictured you drying out that night because you went and stayed at mom and dad's new place. Oh, no, no. I still got the afternoon of that day. Oh, so I came out midday, and then I'm I'm wet. I've already done the, the 12 miles off trail. I went and then drove uh, like one of the bigger roads that goes up through. Into your district. A creek bottom, a river bottom, um, and kind of spent a few hours in the afternoon. I had a, a spot in mind there. I'm finally dry again. You r- see anything? Around four. I go down, hike down uh, to this river, and I found old moose poop i'm calling and calling and calling hanging out the rut. and i uh i just get poured on again at like six o'clock Ugh. make my way back up the truck soaking wet I'm like okay i know this program <laughs> take it all off get the defrost on this is a proper moose hunt <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, if you don't get trench foot and maybe hypothermia you didn't go moose hunting but i had been planning to sleep you know up at this first spot this moose meadow that i was really excited about and so when this happened and it was still raining again, I quickly called mom and said, hey, that house you just closed on, is there a key there? And uh, Yeah, so a little bit of a, a side detail. Our parents uh, <laughs> just closed on a house not far from where you're moose hunting. But it this is a gutted, this is an empty, uninhabited home. So I have picture. I just have these pictures in my head of you like <laughs> sleeping on the floor in an empty house, and like showering in a shower with no shower curtain. Yeah, yeah. And it's like that's absolutely what you did. That's absolutely what I did. I went out and I got some food. I got a Snickers bar and a little thing of milk. Blew up my sleeping pad. Got in my sleeping bag. Well, no, before that I did. I took a shower. And I'm like, hey, mom, are there any shower? Any are there towels any towels here? here? There's like a little one in the kitchen, like a little kitchen Some towel. Decorative towel. Like, so it's cool. Like, Welcome to grandma's. <laughs> That'll work. Uh, so, yeah, just kind of like set up there, watch some Netflix. I didn't even have a. Uh, watch some Netflix. You make it sound like on your phone? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. No, but I. <laughs> but this is like full blown squatters' rights. Like you snuck into an abandoned yeah. building yeah, yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> No, I didn't like. I didn't even have a cube to put my USB cord into to plug it into a wall. Uh-huh. 
but mom had just bought some lamps that had USB plugs into the lamps. So I've got the lamp plugged in, the USB plugged into the lamp, stretched out to my sleeping pad on the floor. I'm watching like a documentary on the Murdoch murders. It, yeah, <laughs> Sitting nice. in the dark. Nice. <laughs> um, that's luxury compared to oh, I was sleeping in a, so in a dry. wet. Yeah, that's so great. dry. That's great. Did you build it? They got that wood stove. Did you build a fire? No. I built one in there the other night. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Blew a lot of cobwebs off of that whole system. <laughs> Smoke <laughs> alarm Dangerous. off a couple times. Yeah, so happy to have a spot to. Oh, I'm so excited to go and uh, so dry out. That you you had a pretty full send first day of this part two. Yes. Big morning on foot and get soaking wet. Big evening with the truck and on foot get soaking wet, and you end up claiming squatters rights in a abandoned building yep and dried out and then the next morning you up and at it back at it back at it gonna go next drainage over you just work you like check you're working through stuff working through stuff country yep um leave the house pouring rain i'm like watching in the in the morning morning. dark yeah yeah. But again, I'm watching. It's like it's gonna let up in an hour, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> and so I want to be at the trailhead, or I want to be there, you know. Of course. Yeah. So, uh, show up, start start hiking in the dark, just getting rained on. It just never stopped <laughs> raining. <laughs> like another day. Yeah. Another day yeah. of swimming through this. And this was an area that I had set up trail cameras and seen a ton of moose poop. Over the summer, I was really, really excited and knew this area. Felt like I'd kind of found it, found how to get there. Um, you had a lot of hope for this spot. The other, the for the day before was kind of the, a dreamy. Looks like it should have moose. This place is like it's got moose, and I'm about to go and really have my first yeah. calling session. And here we go. Yeah, it's good. This is gonna work. And spent the whole morning up and down the drainage into noonish. Just nothing. And it's, it was tight enough. There's talk about how long it takes to, to call a moose. And me personally, in my experience, when I've called for moose, I'm sitting 20, 30 minutes calling again, mm-hmm. sitting 20, 30 minutes, and then I'm moving. And I'm moving mm-hmm. 400 yards, far enough away where something probably could have heard me last time, but maybe it wasn't enough, enough to entice them. That sounds pretty conservative. That seems pretty, like, thorough. Yeah, I mean – it definitely wasn't like I'm going to sit here all day because something might need six hours. But it hours also wasn't here. like you're just bum rushing through. No, country. no, no. So you know, worked up, called my way up God, through the I've, drainage. I've watched Mo- Brand- Brandon Purcell and I have called Moot. This is one place we hunt up in, La- in Western Alaska, where you can see across this valley for like five miles. Yeah, I swear, I have watched moose get called in from over two miles away. Oh yeah, no, I believe it. Renella's got a video. They killed a moose in one of one of their episodes, where they called a moose in from like a different county, <laughs> yeah. and it just just kept coming. Yeah, yeah, and it would, it would stop, and they'd hit it with another call, and it started coming again. Yeah, yeah it's great. But when you're hunting low density populate low density deer species, it's like. <laughs> If there's not a moose there, don't care how good your calls sound. You're calling in the dark most of the time. Yeah. I also felt like in this situation, it was a tight enough drainage that like they're either in there and they're going to play or they're not. Yeah. And as I walk up, up Creek, I'm going to be passing by close enough that like you either want to play the game or you don't. It's not, I'm not waiting for stuff really. You working up, this is um, your morning hunt? This is my morning hunt. So you got like down, you got your thermals coming down the creek and you're working up. Yep. Finding moose poop, finding not real, real recent moose poop, but what felt like I think it's hilarious. You late summer. Poop. He called the shit poop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I call it scat. Scat. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Uh, so you're seeing some older sign. You're calling, but no responses. Yep. And again, just raining, just getting soaking wet. Again. Just like, God damn. You're like, I just dried out. Yeah. So hiking out i get back uh towards the trailhead and again i see so last the day before there's one in the parking lot same trailhead 
No, different, different, different but, place. But the idea oh, okay, that yeah, okay, yeah. hey, I'm coming out back after my morning hunt. There's a moose print in the mud on the main trail, a hundred yards from that wasn't there hall. earlier. No. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> They're just running circles around you. And I'm I have I did leave out in the rain in the dark that morning. I actually drove up to the trail and there was a, a bull moose in the road. Oh wow! And it it was borderline shooter. Oh really? But enough to get me excited. It was like not a dink. No, not a dink. Oh boy, I'm surprised no. you didn't just park on that and try to find him in first light. I I had enough. I'd had enough of him that like. I saw You're him like, go yeah, in. That's a nice moose I ain't shooting. That's not the one. Okay. Yeah. But it was like, oh, he's out. They're moving. It's it's raining, but they're out and doing it. And so I had all the confidence that You want to catch a fish. You got to wet a line. So come back to the car. Same thing. I got to dry all my shit out. I got to get ready for the afternoon. And so went for a little drive, just kind of like looking through some moosey stuff. And uh, come back to then – uh, same, same area. I'm going to do a totally different loop. Do you think the, the fresh track you saw hiking out was from that bull you seen in the dark? In your I don't think so. It no. was different, a little different, mm-hmm. a little different area. Um, so even more encouraging. Yeah. I'm like, I'm in okay, it. I'm in them. I'm yeah. In them. And that was a big part of it. Cause there wasn't, I wasn't coming into like just a ton of fresh moose sign. You yeah. know, it was like, they're generally here. <laughs> I, I saw them this summer on camera, but uh, so seeing a print was like, okay, that's we're, we're in them. Let's go and let's try to get something as the weather got a little bit better in the afternoon. Let's go and, and work a, a line trying to call stuff. Kind of like re redo your morning hunt. Uh, similar trailhead, totally different area out oh, really? of the area. Yep. Oh, I thought you were kind of just, saying there was enough evidence in that area that you were committed to that spot it was kind of a single tight drainage and once i had gone Checked up and it down off. it you just you don't have the confidence that it's there yeah. and so got to move on i moved on um got dry same routine dry enough going out for the afternoon <laughs> clouds open up a little bit dry is a relative term when you're moose hunting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. um and, you know, early afternoon, I'm I'm out there and I've kind of got a plan to work in a horseshoe shape um, and end up higher up on the road, about a mile like a, up on the road where I would then walk back to, your truck. back to my truck. Okay. In the dark was kind of, you know, that's the plan. Got it. And um, maybe called from five different locations in the afternoon. You cow calling or are you throwing some grunts in? I was cow calling almost exclusively. Were you raking any trees? I did rake, uh, like in my second spot, my fourth spot. You know, I think raking is deadly. Like with, I think I don't think a lot of people do it. Like elk hunting, I know for a fact, raking is a lethal uh, ingredient to stir into your your setup. Yeah, it's probably one where you're kind of afraid to do too much. You're afraid to send the wrong message. But every living bull, elk, moose, deer, buck, buck, deer, uh, rake their antlers on stuff. Maybe they don't want to make a vocal noise, but they sure do like rubbing their antlers yeah. on things. I think if I had seen a bull with a cow, yeah, I would be raking to try to get his attention okay. and pull him off versus like, hey, he might not leave the cow for another cow. Mm-hmm um spur a little aggression in them. when i'm just doing like a first locate try to get something try to hear something i typically was doing the cow that's just me in my limited experience and kind yeah. of what i'm comfortable with um so mostly cow calling mostly cow calling got to my second or third spot again moving like 300 yards where so i'm kind of calling into the next How fold much, cow calling so different uh, moose calling so different than other deer calling we do are you doing like when I'm elk hunting, my like go to, I'm gonna see if something's in the neighborhood. I almost always do, and I think it's very popular. Like three mews. Yeah. Like a right. And it's like enough to get something's attention, but it's not that much. Yeah. How much are you? Because four to five whiny. Yep. And then again. Yep. And again, just four to five of them. Yeah, and to that like third, fourth, I'm trying to get them like kind of whaley and whiny. Yep. Yeah, you yep. throw a little little uh, spice in it there. Yep. 
Um, I think at one point I watched a video where they were just talking about like maybe it's the sound of a cow being kind of like antagonized by a, a younger bull that they're not interested in, and another bull would be like, it's "Oh, being, let's... Br- being bred." <laughs> um, I saw a video recently. I meant to share it with you of a moo a bull moose walking at a pretty good pace. He's not trotting, but he's walking at a pretty good pace, and he's grunting as he's walking. But mm-hmm. what he's really doing, what really all he's doing is just exhaling oh yeah he's just like you can see him like drop his jaw and i'm like is this calls or is this just breathing yeah what's the difference yeah yeah but it was like not an intentional it's not like the moose was standing there going he was just literally like walking and deeply exhaling yeah i was like i guess that's what it is no i had a very similar experience here that i'll We'll get to because it's interesting you say that. that was, that's been my. So you got your horseshoe plan. Got my horseshoe plan, um, going off on a few places, and I, you know I'm moving like I was saying 300 yards or so just to where I can get into that next fold, that next wrinkle, the next terrain. Do it again. Do it again. Then go over to the next one. Do it again. Um, at one point, sat on a tree. I think I sent you this photo. Um, I saw. I found some grizzly scat. Oh yeah. That was. Like alarming. Can. I mean, the diameter of it was bigger than a camel. Definitely soup can. bigger than a soup can. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. And it's like, whoa, what? What does that? <laughs> you know, like, I oh. think there's only one thing that does that. You know, what about grizzlies? You know that guy that got attacked in Big Sky? Yeah. And we went back and forth. Uh-huh. And we were like, they say his jaw was ripped off. Uh huh. And you and I were both like, no way. Like, I mean, that's got to just be in the fine. Like, that's got to be a, a little bit of a twist of reality. Turns out, uh huh, dude's jaw was ripped off. Oh, yeah. And like bit and crunched off. I saw the interview of him. Like, I didn't see an interview. I saw like Outdoor Life or uh, out. Some posted a photo of him out of the hospital now. God, I wish this guy well. Uh, but when that happened, we were both quick to be like, that just seems like a, a uh, like clickbait type headline. Yeah, when you say it bit the jaw off, I, I what think do I you said actually? At one point, I was like, unless his jaw was laying in the <laughs> dirt next to him, like that is <laughs> that is false journalism. Yeah, turns out yeah. that's what happened. No, he bit the damn jaw off. <gasps> yeah, I bet the bear that made the Campbell soup shit you found <laughs> could have bit your jaw off too. Hundred percent. Um. <laughs> There were a few times when I was calling where I had some activity in the woods around me that I was like, oh, like I jumped behind the rifle once. Like, oh, it's happening. <laughs> Never got that grunt back. But I think I was calling into an elk or calling into something that was like, just, oh, you're loud. There's something going on, but I'm hearing timbers break and things like that. Something was moving around. Yeah. Yep. Maybe, maybe an elk, maybe a bear. Yeah. Hard sand. Yeah. And then moving to my second to last location of the day, I got real close to something that jumped up, never saw it. And and again, you're like, I'm sure that wasn't a bear. I'm sure that was an elk. Come on. (laughs) I hope so. Yeah. Elk elk got that like crashing, bounding, like. Yeah. Yeah. I I think bears just sound more like a bulldozer (laughs) going through it. Just like. Yeah, so it's continuous. Um, the one thing that does seem to be a tell when you're gonna get the the return or get a bull to come, in, a bull moose to come in though, is that like snapping of branches that just sounds like they're a bit louder and they're a bit like it, they're coming in intention, and intentionally yeah. coming. Like that wasn't a pine squirrel. Like there's something intentionally coming through the vegetation. Yeah, and it's not just like an elk wandering off. It wouldn't have hmm. made that noise or that like mistake or whatever it seems like when the moose is coming in it's like you're hearing the crash of it just coming through stuff probably in part due to them being uh, <laughs> largest deer on yeah. planet earth <laughs> yeah um so we're getting into late afternoon evening getting into my final spots uh kind of rounding out the horseshoe uh went into a, another creek and i'm kind of sitting up and and looking down over the steep hill, down into a creek below me. I can't quite see through the all the timbers and everything. I can hear the water and 
I'm sure they can hear me broadcasting. What type of range are you working with? How tight of a valley is this? It's kind of like an open Aspen rolly deal out to one side and then this uh, tight, smaller creek drainage. Everything's in rifle range? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. okay, you're set up. Yeah, yeah. Um, blast off my calls. I think I was even texting Megan just to – I didn't have service all day long. And so I got I got some service. I was, like, returning a text. I'm sitting there eating a snack. And sure enough, that noise that you're describing, the oh, – oh, oh. Unmistakable. Like, oh, it's happening. Yeah, you know, like, you recognize that noise. It's like, oh. And this was after he, this is something responding to you. This, absolutely. Oh. Yeah. So I've I've done my my cow calls. He is down below me was in the, this creek bottom, and I'm up on a knoll. Immediate. It was within five ten minutes. So he probably heard it, made his way a little closer, and, and then started, started going. Yeah, but it was like with every step. Oh, oh, oh! He's coming. So. God, that's exciting. So damn exciting. And to have worked. And like half scary. <laughs> in a, yeah, In right. a weird way. Um, so you're kind of like, oh, it's, it's finally happening. I feel like I've worked hard for this. He's coming in. And I, it was a real steep drop off down in that creek. He came right up it. Oh. Right up through the On steep stuff. On a string stuff. to you. I'm seeing him shake well, so, trees. So you don't know. You know, when you hear the grunts, you don't know it caliber bull this is no but i uh, based on the grunt and how often it was grunting you're like this is a boss in my head i'm convincing myself it's a mature bull this just acting no baby boy coming That's up here. real no no knowledge on my part but in that moment i'm telling myself this thing is acting like a mature bull coming we, in we do this with elk hunting when you hear bugles <laughs> you're like oh yeah and there is some truth to it you know, like yeah. a, a two-year-old raghorn is going to sound higher pitch and maybe more subtle coming in and feel it out. And a, and a ten-year-old bull is going to be more of a roar. And but there's so many exceptions to all of that. It's yeah, like, man. Depending on the yeah. day and depending on what I ate, it's, it's like I'm going to sound different. But you're sold. This good moose coming in. Yeah, it's coming in hot. I'm excited. Um, I'm I've got my rifle ready. I'm kind of up on this knoll. He ends up coming up through the steeps on my right side and then starts to walk in a half circle counterclockwise out around the knoll, mm-hmm. out in front of me, when, out here. When do you see him? Not until he had gone from, uh, you know, back into my right all the way down the creek, up the steep hill. Now he's in front of me. Now he's at like 10 o'clock. He's kind of almost – Almost over to the left made a, now. A full, made a half, full cir- half circle. And I still, wind, right? I still can't really see him. Yeah, and um, can't really see him. You can't see him at all. I had seen like, oh yeah, you saw you saw some antlers. Saw full like, antlers, mature like, absolutely mature bull moose. Um, and I'm wanting to confirm. You and I had this conversation last time. This moose on my wall has got forks on the right and a peg on the left. His fronts, yeah. And it was just kind of one of those things in my head. Like I'd like to have. Some full fork action. Be cool to have better on a moose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a privilege. <laughs> so I'm thinking, uh, he. I, I knew he wasn't a giant, but he was every bit of a shooter. And so I wanted to kind of confirm that last piece. Let's make sure. Let me see his fronts. Let's, let's see his fronts. And he sat there kind of obscured out of view. He tore up a bush sweet. Uh, in front of me, which was sweet. Cause after How the far fact, away is he? He was probably 40 yards from me at that point. Oh, my point. goodness. Pretty close. Yeah. Super close. <laughs> like you could have just stood up. Yeah. And dumped. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's are you, just. Are you sitting down? I'm laying backpack? down. You're prone. On this, I'm prone. Oh, and I'm, no. look, I'm looking through binoculars with my rifle off to my right-hand side and just waiting to get the glimpse like to make the call. stomp you out. Well, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, does it, you know, now he's at 9 o'clock. And he's doing the the grunt, and then he starts to not do the grunt every step. He goes behind an evergreen tree, stops grunting. Yeah, he's only going to play this game for so long. And, okay, the minute he steps out, I've got my view. I'll confirm, and it's a go, no go. It's uh, happening I'll right now. I'll shoot or not shoot, yeah. And silence. That doesn't feel good. And it's like, oh. 
he might have been the one. And I, I, I just I fiddled around trying to count and he his was, fronts. He was so close, and I'm sitting here trying to, you know, like I knew he was every bit of a shooter, and I knew I can't get too picky in here. With like, ah, what's pretty discouraging moment. It was all emotions, because at the same time, it's the first one I've I've called in. It, the tide's turning. I'm not soaking wet. <laughs> I got like, a response. I blew it. Yeah. No. So it was like, no, this that that was good. But like, what what happened there? And I think looking back on it, he'd done a damn near 360 degree around this knoll. Yeah. He hadn't found me. Man, it's the same with the same with elk. Like they'll be red hot to trot coming in ready to start world war three with you and then it gets to a point where they're like i don't see another elk yeah. I hear one maybe i don't see one like if people refer to that as the hang-up spot yep uh you know when an animal's like you should be I've, there i've come this far not. you should be here and you're not yeah that and he probably got your one it was all of it yeah so it never came out from the tree I waited 20 minutes hoping he would. I never even heard him exit. He exited perfectly behind the one evergreen oh up into gosh. the woods and never saw him. Never saw him leave. So I'm at the point now where I've got one more, you know, the day's getting late. I got one more spot. I'm going to go down a little bit further. I'm going to. We're well, not giving up on this bull, though. You're, you're not. You got to be trying to bird dog him a bit. or No. No, it didn't feel like that was in the cards. It, it was like, it like was like this. Kinda, he got away. Got huh. away, but hey, we called one in. That we, one, you were alone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just to reiterate, <laughs> all this is Adam is alone in the yeah. woods. I got one in here, but yeah, based on the way that he went quiet and left, it didn't seem like I was going to chase after him. He got he got wise, and it this. didn't feel like I was going to suddenly start calling again, and he was going to. Come back. So you're like, it that didn't work out. I can't believe it, but I got one more spot I can maybe hit before dark. One more spot and might as well because it's been a long day and I'm here. Yeah. But otherwise, that was kind of the last call of the evening. Sure. So go to a spot where I knew um, I could call back up into that creek and into some other terrain. And I don't know, you're just hoping to call, hoping to get somebody else's attention. And I'm sitting down in a few bushes around me in an otherwise open field. Like some, some willows or some alders or what? Just like small um, shrubbery. Shrubbery. Okay. Yeah. Um, blast off a couple bugles. I got my backpack off, kind of sitting. Just Bugle, not bugles. You blast or, off a couple of sorry, cow calls. A couple cow calls. Moose calls. And uh, I'm going to start making my way down this road because i got got to hike back to the truck right and as i'm just kind of you know you kind of do it like i know i'm supposed to let off some calls but i've already been calling in this general area and that was the one that was in here so i'm not my expectations were close to zero kind of checked out all of a sudden cow or the bull grunts are coming from the woods where that bull just exited nice i spin around because it's behind me and it's kind of faint and you're kind of like was that yeah, the yeah. bull grunt oh, was yeah. that did i hear what i think or I was heard? something else and i look back in time to see him full-blown trotting out of the woods coming at me on a line what he it, is worked up so you, how far had you relocated from this knoll where you had the 40 yard encounter probably 100 yards not too far not too far so he hadn't gone too far he had either. not gone too he far tucked, he, he had tucked, tucked right up into those woods and because I relocated and started a new deal going on. He was on, like, I'll try again. He's thinking, you got away from me last time. You're not getting away from me this time. He's trotting in towards And you. he never stopped. Oh, goodness. He never stopped trotting. And so I'm. What distances are we talking here? He was probably 350 yards coming out the woods. You're like, oh, there he is. He's coming. But he's like running he's not inquisitively grunting and coming he is running oh, that's at so me cool. and i'm in long grasses and there's no like prone shot he's straight straight on and i still can't totally tell what he is with his fronts 
because I'm obscured by these bushes. Mm. And he's look, he's coming directly at me. So there was no like waiting for him to turn ahead and kind of peek out. I grabbed my rifle. It happened so fast. He was in 30 seconds. He had gone from the edge of the forest to being maybe 30 feet off to my side. 10 yards away from you. From me to the doors there. Oh, my gosh. He is right there looking past where I'm standing. He was all in. He was and came. He wanted he wanted to make sweet love to you. Came right to where I was calling and stopped and was just, where is it? You know, just looking. Were his eyes bulgy? Bulging out of his head. Yeah, man, you see that. Those moose, they, got, they get uh, a spell cast over them. Yep. Like, like no other deer species when they get... When they get cross-eyed with the rut, they do. They get bulgy. And I feel like they, they're pushing so much blood into their eyes that, like, they probably can't even see. <laughs> That's all blurry. It's just like, I can't see anything right now. I'm fully erect and <laughs> extremely <laughs> worked yeah. up right now. So he's 10 yards away from you. The closest I've ever been to a moose. I mean, you're almost looking up at him. I was absolutely looking up at him because I'm on my knees. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of that's a little vulnerable yeah um i only then in a split second even got to look at the forks i mean it was that fast that obscured so up till that moment are you still like i'm i don't know maybe maybe not a shooter or at some point you're like i'm killing this thing. when he's came out of the woods started hustling to me and he's standing right there it was how do you not shoot? it was the experience that i wanted oh, so cool that to be and it was it was all lining up too well yeah and in an, in an instant like yep forks are there game on and i don't remember even looking through my scope <laughs> i mean I, I just just point i mean like a hip shot i didn't hip shoot him but i mean you're that close yeah and it's like how can you're you? all there yeah and so you shot him at that close that close that close and is he broadside? Perfectly broadside. What gun are you shooting? The PRC? The 6.5 PRC. And tell me about your shots. First one, double lunged him. I mean, you know, in the vitals, couldn't have missed him. Did he move at all? Or Absolutely. Did he immediately lock up? He immediately moved. Moved, okay. Turned around, trotted off. Mm. And at that point, I was able to shoot. I had four rounds in my magazine. And I shot all four of them. Bang, 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 bang. And just kind of up and through as he's going away, quartering away over and over again. Just belt feeding him. Yes. Right into the chest. Yes. Now. That 6.5 PRC is a deadly little bullet. Here's the deal. I've never shot a um, a braked rifle before. Oh. I did not have my hearing protection. In. Oh. The violence and the tr pain, the physical pain yeah. of shooting of that, that rifle was unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I think brakes are going. I think we're getting too carried away with brakes. I think we need more suppressors and less brakes. Because I, it is. It's it's like a, you could like knock the glass out of a vehicle. I felt so foolish. Every time I pulled the trigger, it was like, that is Ding. irreparable damage. You're like, Felt one, dumb, felt one pretty year dumb. of hearing gone. Yeah. Two years yeah. of hearing gone. Felt pretty dumb. But what do you do? But that said, uh, he was trotting off and, you know, if he's standing, I'm shooting and we're going we're gonna to make at sure what, he drops At here. what point were you confident that he was lethally hit after the first Oh, one? the first shot. You were? Oh, yeah. My experience with Moose is they'll, they'll get hit and they'll just uh, lock up. Like they'll lock those long legs and you could shoot them 45 times. And until they're ready to fall over, it doesn't matter. Like they'll just eat, eat lead. No lockup. And he was continuing to move. And he was like, let's get him down. He's still continuing to trot off, you know? Yeah. Like I'm still you know. shooting. You're standing. I'm shooting. Yep. Um, so he did. He trotted off a bit. He was definitely mortally wounded. It was important to just get him down. Yeah. And um, with that, kind of 
take a breath, grab my other mag. He, he went down. He did. Yep. And just take a moment, kind of relax myself. He's down in the field. Um, but I've wanted to just quickly make sure that he was fully out. The death set in quickly. Um, I made my way out across that field. He stood up. No way. Yeah. Yep. And I shot him two more times. I shot just him in, six times. Just in the vital, all, yeah. all chest. Yes. Were you hitting shoulders or anything? No. No, zero meat damage. All of them just right into the vital. All quarters came out clean. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. That moose and mountain goats. And I suppose you could add like a buffalo or something, but I haven't hunted them enough to add them to the list. But moose and mountain goat, more than anything else, just like do not want to die. And <laughs> they just soak up. So like they can just take such a heavy hit and be like, good shot. Another good shot. That was a good one too. <laughs> yeah, he's still stand. Yep. That. Oh, yep. That one was good too. Another good one. Like and it's just like, yeah. what do you he's do? He's not even wobbling yet. What do you do? I think I don't know, but I I think it would have something to do with. There's just so much blood in a moose for for it to finally drop the blood pressure mm. enough to get it staggered and down that it takes some time. Especially the six five, not the biggest caliber. The lungs are the size of a picnic table. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, got uh, a lot of shots, but also, you know, I will never, ever make the hearing protection mistake again. Oh, wow. I will be buying a suppressor. and. So that was <laughs> – you're excited that you got your moose down, but you're – Oh, just immediately, deaf. like, I don't feel so good. <laughs> you know, like, oh. <laughs> I'm bleeding out of my <laughs> my nose and ears. Got him. <laughs> we found Adam dead next. Yeah. <laughs> you have an aneurysm from yeah. the muzzle break. Adam died from the concussive force. <laughs> so uh, he's down. You you excessively shot him, as you should if he's still alive. Um, and what's what's that moment like? What's that encounter like? Walking up to him very quickly. Um, this is awesome. Uh, you don't like, I'd love to take a photo or what do you do? And it was like, the sun's going down. Mm. There was no time for like bit of uh, urgency. Yeah. Absolutely. No time for like, Oh, let's get some photos and let's hang out and enjoy this moment. It was immediately. Again, you're talking like there was people with you. <laughs> <laughs> let's Adam and my, yeah. me, myself and I, yeah. um, there was no time for any of that because I had just seen the biggest grizzly shit of my life. Mm. It's getting dark. There's a moose down and my phone's dead. Oh boy. So it was just like all the things and my trucks good ways down the road, you know? Oh boy. You're like, I need to get to work here. Yeah. I need to get to work making some phone calls. I need to get to work yep. on this animal. So I was quickly on the inreach. Um, there were a handful of folks I reached out to. I let you know. I got I, I got that message and I freaked out. And I knew you were working, so it wasn't necessarily. I knew we weren't going to coordinate you. I was calling. I was calling an Elkin for a client. <laughs> like I'm literally like in the red zone with a bull elk, and get so distracted. I see, look at my phone, and it's like big big bull moose down, Adam, and I was like. Yes. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, that elk got away. Okay. Um, so it was immediately um, the handful of texts of, of people I thought I could get some help with. I, I reached out to my buddy Cody, who's been moose hunting, and he and I have been doing a bunch of chatting about our hunts. Um, my neighbor Ty, my buddy Randall, and you know, not a lot of friends, but some real good ones. That's right. That's all you need. By the time I got down to service, uh, cause it was starting to rain again and I, my phone was no dead. kidding. Yeah. So I was like, I got to go out and even see like, are we about to get stormed on? Like, let's come up with a plan. Let's get some more data. I got, and the, then moose, go back. I got the moose killed and tagged. I need to make a plan yes. now for this yes. to get this out of here. And by the time I got to service with Cody's 
at the gas station. Oh, hell yes. He's got flashlights. Because he's like, well, what do you need? I'm like, I need some flashlights. <laughs> That's all I need. I got everything else. Uh, you know, my buddy Ty's like, Please I'm. telling me you had a headlamp. Of course. Well, but you yeah, just wanted more area I, lighting. I wanted someone to be able to stand over and, and help. Yeah. I need a 12 gauge shotgun no. with, <laughs> yeah. with uh, some buckshot and slugs. No, Ty, Ty said, I am you know, dropping off in-laws at the airport and then I'll be there. And Randall said, hey, it's my birthday. <laughs> I said, oh, uh, I didn't know that. Happy birthday, buddy. It's funny. And uh, he, he said, you know, he'd be on his way after he wrapped up dinner and so everyone, you know, I, at that point I was able to drop a pin. I was able to show them a line on Onyx of the most effective way to get there. This is where I'll be. And then in the throughout the evening, you know, a, a headlight would be coming across the field and oh, then another cool. headlight across the field and then another headlight. So we had four folks. Uh, it's a pretty big job. To help cut it? it up. Yeah, it really is. God. It really is. <laughs> it's easy to be like, ah, you know, it's like just like an elk. It's a little different. It's a little, a little leggier, and it's a little bigger. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you broke him. Got to work, broke him down. Broke I mean, like down. really, really efficiently. You go gutless? Yes. You caped him too, though. Yeah. You know, it felt like I didn't want to think about it later and wonder what I want to do. Megan, <laughs> my wife has been like kind of interested in a shoulder mount. Really? And I'm like... It's, I, I wouldn't, love it. I wouldn't expect me to be the one that's like, ah, I think you're kind of goofy. And she's like, I don't know, Adam. When are you going to get another Shiras? Maybe you'd bring that cape out and what a gal. make a decision later. So we did bring the cape out. We were, you know, end to end, back to the truck, done with it in like four hours. I don't like. I don't think you can do it much more efficiently. No. Than that. And we had, you know, we'd get a leg off, get it in a bag, do a lap. Pe- you know, people were doing doing the laps while. People Keep are working. cutting, yeah, and you know, I mean, it's pitch black, and it was nobody wanted to be in there longer than we had to. <laughs> Did you? Uh, so tell me about the moose. How big's the moose? What does it look like? Just shy of forty. Just shy of 40 thirty-nine and three quarters. But there's a lot of antler. A lot of antler. Like he's got a, a lot of bone in his pat. In his paddles uh, are kind of bold out. There's a lot for being sub 40. There's a lot of antler in there. Yeah. And I think just a funny tidbit for my, uh, the moose that I tend to kill got a real cool front on the right hand side Mm. and his left side, it's almost like all paddle. Oh, it just grows right into it. So this idea that I was waiting to confirm if it had the two, the two mouths and that it's like definitely not the traditional yeah. Forked yeah. Wasn't, fronts wasn't that I was four thinking four by of. four fronts that you were looking for. Um, but just a really cool, cool bull, and even you mature, know, this, a mature that moose has some age. The paddles are filled out. Yeah. You know, looking at this Colorado one, it's forty six, but those paddles are not filled out, and he's also kind of like a whiter color. Yeah. This one had that like orangey brown antler mm. that I just think looks different. Totally for, different. Different forest. Yeah different uh stuff he was rubbing on yep yeah i haven't seen him in person yet i've just seen the pictures i was hoping to cross paths with him at the taxidermy shop oh i'm so, glad you didn't <laughs> i'm glad he was out of there and just knowing I've, he's on his way to get i've been in time. and out of there a few times i haven't seen him <laughs> um so what what time of night did you finally wrap it up so because it was so wet i had actually made plans and because I, w- I had slept on the floor the night before and I was just kind of beat up and needed a pick-me-up, I had made a reservation at a cheap hotel nice. for that night. And so... No hunting season is complete without a night yeah. or two in a shady motel. So the guys all loaded up. Hey, thanks for the help. They're going back to Bozeman. And I'm like, I'm staying right here. I'm going to go to this hotel. I've got the meat in the truck. I'm going to drop it off at the processor on the way home in the yeah. morning. I'm, I'm going to go and and sleep. Shower and crash. Yeah. So that was really nice. Got to kind of like extend the stay a little bit and then go to the processor and and do all that stuff. Go to Jerry's the next day. And Did you pull a ton of meat off of him? Did you go? Pulled all the meat. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, really. Even your neck and your ribs and everything. I got a full bag of just 
all the scraps neck miscellaneous i mean every time you go back and you say oh there's some more meat i mean it's a five pound steak every every time you go back in it's just every time this is ginormous you know alaska is the strictest with the meat salvage stuff yeah and that just has conditioned me to go straight coyote on every animal anywhere which is good practice uh but we had a saying once every time you grab some weird chunk off the neck or off the brisket or something that would otherwise be left behind be like that's a cheeseburger (laughs) (laughs) slice it i'm like there's a cheeseburger here oh i got there's another cheeseburger here yeah um no i mean you think you're done and you got a whole nother bag of just just cutting stuff off that's way bigger than any muscle that you would ever find on a deer you know so a good moose hunt yeah, I mean, I really feel like it was a rich moose hunt. Got to see new country. Got and that, to and that final encounter with the bull that you ended up killing is so cool. Yeah, it was just the the whole deal to go through uh, him coming in to decide to not to come in to then coming in so aggressively. Yeah, and then to be so close, you know, I actually I was like, oh man, I could have had that uh, that bow on me. I mean, he was closer than the other yeah. moose that I had that were well within bow range. Right. Um, so to have it kind of come down to him being that close and to have it work out where I was able to call buddies that so cool were able to come out and help. I'm very, very happy, very grateful, uh, just a very rich experience and season and one that I, I certainly won't forget anytime soon. Yeah, I've said it before. I'll say it again. You have a, a, a way of drawing these special permits <laughs> and it's easy to be jealous of them but i I give you so much credit in uh making the most of those permits and putting them to good use and knowing and respecting the opportunity that the state gave you yes um and you yeah. done, you done did it again no it's not lost on me and i'm sure it'll be a, a good long time before not a lot of guys to... got two shires moose <laughs> in their man cave hey not a lot of guys got big buck hunter yeah speaking of that we gotta <laughs> sign off okay All right, man. Have a good rest of your hunting season. See you, buddy.